Welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast, where new life in Christ is celebrated and we explore together how to live the Christian life with excellence. Thanks for listening today. You can find our podcasts at nllutheranpodcast.com. You can also subscribe on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music. If you have any questions for Pastor Eric or would like to suggest topics for our podcast, you can email Pastor Eric at eric, E-R-I-K, dot Anderson at nllutheran.com. Today on our podcast, we are hearing from our missionary in Cologne, Germany, and hearing about the church planting movement that is going on there. Thanks for listening. Let's get growing. Well, a few weeks ago, we started into a series called Transformed World, and we were really driven into that series by a conversation that Jesus had with the disciples. And in that conversation, Jesus said to the disciples that I want you to be my disciples to all nations. It was a commandment. It was a commission. It was a mission for the disciples in that day that still permeates our church today. It's still our mission today. That mission has not changed. But when you hear those words, you, it's intimidating. All nations? How are we going to do that? I mean, we're just... It's normal people living in the Sock Valley area. The disciples thought the same thing. We're just normal people living in this area of the world. How are we going to influence and impact all those people? When we enter into the book of Acts, we begin to see the church growing and we see how the church grows. And it was simply by migration. People moved, they got new jobs, they lived in new locations, and they brought that truth with them. They brought their faith with them. They shared those stories and it started permeating the world person by person by person. In the United States, that happens too. It still happens to us today. We move to different areas of the world, different areas of the United States. We get different jobs. We switch schools. All these things happen and allow us to have new interactions with new people and to share our faith with them. In fact, in the United States right now, something different is happening and it's happening all around the world is that people are actually migrating to us which gives us a whole other set of new opportunities to interact with classmates and teammates and coworkers and sometimes even neighbors who have never heard the name of Christ. But despite that, there's some of us who have been called to be missionaries, to actually migrate much further than the rest of us, to learn new cultures, to learn new languages, and to share our faith to the ends of the world. So over the past couple of weeks, we have been actually engaging with our missionaries here at New Life, hearing their stories of transformation, hearing how they impact the world for Christ and how that's going and how their unique strategies are really transforming lives where God has placed them. Last week, we engaged with one missionary in Southeast Asia, and he told us how he is learning language, he's learning the culture, and just person by person through friendship evangelism over the long term that he is influencing that region of the world for Christ. Well, today we're going to interact with a missionary actually in Germany, which as a Lutheran church, this seems so foreign to us because our origin story comes from Germany. Martin Luther walked the streets of Germany, influenced the world and and sparked the Protestant Reformation. And during that time, the church was thriving in Germany. But a mere 500 years later, the church has 
died, the flower that was much blooming, now the petals are falling. And we're going to hear about what's happening in Germany and how we are actually now sending missionaries to our origins to revitalize the church. So let's turn our attention to the screen and listen to what David is doing in Germany. Living in Europe has shown us uh, really firsthand how how deep and uh, how dark the the world we live in really is. And we live in a, in a society that is saturated with depression and anxiety and and uh, and and just sin, and to the point where sin's even celebrated and exalted. And um, and it's in this darkness, in this in this context, that God has called us to shine the light of the gospel. And it's in the deepest darkness that the light shines uh, the brightest. So Pastor Ben asked me a question. He said, what's the verse that gets you up in the morning? Of course, you would think as a missionary, I might say, well, it's Matthew 28. Go into all the world and make disciples. Or, or Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Both of those definitely are an encouragement and a reminder of the calling that we've been given to go and share the gospel. But the verse that I want to share with you today that reminds me of how we are to live out the gospel life is Psalm 37, verse 3. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. So the first part of that verse says, Trust in the Lord. And as a Christian, that's what we're called to do. One comes to faith in Christ by trusting in the good news of the gospel that Jesus Christ died for sinners and rose again. And all who believe in Him will be forgiven of their sin and be adopted in as sons and daughters of God. So how that is lived out in our life is very simple. Trust in the Lord. That we're called to live our life of faith in Christ uh, to a world around us. And our world happens to be Germany. Here in this country, there are many people who claim to be followers of Christ. They claim to be Christians. But in reality, what they claim with their mouth is far from the way they live. If you see uh, in this city, and as I look around me here, there's at least eight churches that I can see with my own eye. And yet most of those remain empty. They're signs of the past, they're relics, they're museums. They're reminders of a faith that was once thriving in this country. And now is, is just a piece of the history, a piece of the past. And uh, the sad reality is most people deny uh, the reality and the truth of the Bible. They deny the existence of God. They deny the, 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 the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And therefore, what once was a, a country full of Christians, full of followers of Jesus, is now full of lost people who need to hear the truth of God's saving grace. And so as we uh, are obedient here in Cologne, it's the same command to you in Sterling, Illinois. You're called to trust in the Lord. So dwelling in the land and cultivating faithfulness. This is what it's going to take to to see a movement of churches planting churches, to see a revival of people turning back to Christ. And it's going to take time. Dwelling in the land means we are called to live here, to live amongst people, to, to love them and to serve them. And, and it's going to take time to cultivate. I love that word that's used there, to cultivate faithfulness. It's going to take work to till up the land, to prepare it, to serve and to love and, and to go so that we can see a real community established and communities that, that establish and, and seek out to, uh, to love people and plant new churches. 
And so uh, as an initiative, the Aquila Initiative desires to to dwell on the land and cultivate faithfulness, to live amongst the people, to live with people, and to cultivate a life for Christ. And then to see that multiply from neighborhood to neighborhood, city to city, country to country. Since arriving six years ago, we've seen God do an amazing work uh, in the church in Cologne as we uh, arrived and just began to, to teach the Word of God and engage in people's lives and invite them into our home and to model what it means to be a, truly a community living out the love of Christ. And um, we've seen God transform lives right here in Cologne through the church ministry. And, uh, and it's through that growth, through that transformation, that we've also seen God begin to do a new work in our neighboring city of Vaughan. And so already now we have two groups meeting in the week who, who get together to love each other, to live, live that life together, to study the Word, to serve one another, and to love one another, and to experience those, those gifts that God has given each of us um, that are given to us to be lived out and, and, and experienced. And uh, so we're, we're thankful for that, for, for the way God is already working uh, in, in the church in Cologne and in Vaughan. But it's our hope that it doesn't stop there. Uh, already in Vaughan, we see the, the, the love and the desire to, to go and make disciples and to see new churches planted as part of the DNA. And we want to continue that work and to raise up people to, to love and serve and teach others so that uh, it's not just dependent on us, but that we're equipping people who, who are called to just reach uh, their neighbors, to reach their coworkers. And uh, we believe that God is going to begin a work to establish new community of believers who recognize themselves as a local church, a local body of Christ, who have a desire to go and share the love of Christ, that we would see true uh, revival happen throughout this country. So as you, as a church, learn about what it means to uh, be a part of transforming your world, uh, we ask you to continue to pray. And we thank you for uh, your interest and in, 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 in support and commitment to be a part of what God's doing here in Cologne. And we really believe that our partnership together is going to result in the Holy Spirit doing an amazing work to reach the nations in this city and beyond. And so it is with joy that we partner together, that we are, that we are together experiencing what it is to be a part of a, of a movement to transform our world. A couple years ago, as we were working uh, on uh, writing a new constitution for the church and, uh, and working through the details of what it meant to be a gospel-centered community in Cologne. So it was during the process of this revitalization at IBC Cologne that God began to once again increase our desire for church planting. And uh, as, as we saw God answering prayer and people being saved and and, and a vision coming together for IBC Cologne, uh, the desire to be a church that plants churches uh, became something not just that we desired, but that others desired as well. And it was through this uh, leading of the Holy Spirit that we began to see a prayer meeting start in Bonn. And this prayer meeting led into a Bible study. And the Bible study led to a weekly meeting. And now, uh, since September of last year, we have IBC Bonn, a church, meeting together, identifying as a body of believers, desiring to reach their city for Christ. And we don't want it to stop there. We want to see that partnership of, of like-minded churches come together to train up people within the church to see more churches planting churches. The heart for discipleship, the heart to, to go and see 
more of that happening. They're hard to see more people coming to believe in Jesus and become disciples of Jesus Christ. That developed into uh, conversations about how do we support the church to do more of that? How do we see other churches become churches that will do more of that? And uh, those conversations developed into the idea of setting up a non-profit organization which would then um, be that support. This is starting to be something way bigger than we imagined. God is wanting to, to reestablish His church throughout Europe. People that are reaching out to their lost communities, their lost neighbors, living uncompromised lives, discipling others, getting equipped to then go. And we desire to see Aquila be the initiative that gets that ball rolling and initiates churches to come and get involved in that so we can see more and more of the church discipling and planting and establishing more churches which are then doing the same. How can we support and build up churches with a vision to go out and spread the gospel? First we thought help disciple makers making disciples and ultimately after that we thought but actually we want to establish uh, churches communities. Aquila initiative got more and more shapes in the way God wanted it, established Christ-centered churches. And we're so excited to see how this continues in the future. Uh, in, in this world that is getting more and more darkened, truth is seen as not truth anymore. The views of, of the world are being uh, absorbed within churches. We want to raise up leaders, disciple-makers who dare to stand up against this and bring truth. Our mission is to create partnerships amongst like-minded churches to engage in a movement of church planting multiplication in Europe and beyond. Aquila desires to serve this initiative through our apprenticeship program, which teaches and equips for practical ministry, and our business and mission model that works to financially support church planters and assist in building community. We believe this to be more long-term sustainable model for church planting teams. Well, like I said before, it's, it's hard to imagine that Germany, where Luther walked and Luther spoke and Luther impacted the world, that not long after that, that churches are dying. So last night, as I, as I heard these words, I started looking up some, some stats about what's going on in that world. And uh, so I'm going to pull those up here in a second of, of what's going on in Germany and what does that really look like? So here's some things I found. 80% of German people would identify as a member of a church. So they would claim the title of, of Christian, but only 3 to 4% have actually darkened the door of that church, have actually stepped into that church. So you see the title is there, but the heart and the passion and, and really the true Christianity has, has long since left that country. And as I heard that sad truth, I thought about our own nation and wondered, how far are we behind and so I started looking up some stats about our, our own world, our own neighborhoods, our own country, and this is what I found. Every year, 5,000 to 10,000 churches close in America. People not attending, people not supporting, and ultimately they run out of funds and they close the doors and it's one more location where the gospel of Christ cannot be shared. Here's the other fact I found is that 17.7% of Americans attend church on a regular basis. That's three times a month. That means that only 17% of our nation 
is making it a focused part of their life to be a part of a church setting to grow and be transformed and, and take their faith to that next level. Now, as I heard these words, I, I realized that we aren't that far behind Germany. And as I read the scripture this morning to you, I, I want to read it again. But this time, what I, I want you to hear, I want you to, to hear of this church in Sardis, a real church, a real place that the disciple John was writing a letter to, to wake them up, to revitalize them, to draw attention to what was actually happening in their church setting and how they were about to close their doors. They were about to die, at least in their hearts. So as I read it again, when I, when I say the word Sardis, when I say the location Sardis, what I want you to hear and I want you to think is your world. I want you to think the United States. I want you to think Illinois. I want you to think the Sock Valley or Sterling or Rock Falls or wherever you're from. I want you to think new life. So hear these words in a fresh way. And to the angel of the church in Sardis, write, these are the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have a name of being alive, but you are dead. Remember then what you received and heard, obey it and repent. If you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what hour I will come to you. You have still a few persons in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white for they are worthy. If you conquer, you'll be clothed like them in white robes and I will not blot your name out of the book of life. I will confess your name before my father and before his angels. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the spirit is saying to the churches. As I read that verse anew with fresh eyes and personalized it in that way, this is the truth I came to is that it only takes one generation. It's one generation of pastors, not purely preaching the truth of Christ. One generation of parents not passing on the faith. One generation of grandparents not influencing their grandkids. One generation who doesn't take their faith seriously. And churches begin to close and Christianity begins to die, even in the heart of where Luther walked. So I'm so glad that that David is there because there's a secondary truth to that same statement. Is that it only takes one generation to stand up and change that tide. It only takes one generation of pastors to say what the word of God says, whether it's offensive to people or draws people off guard or hurts people in the hopes to move them in a new direction. It only takes one generation of parents to take their faith seriously, no matter where it was in the past, to raise their kids in the faith. It only takes one generation of grandparents to influence their grandkids well, to change this tide and change this impact. One generation to put things back on the course that we're all hoping that our world would be radically transformed through Christ's power, because that is what he promises in his word. Whether it's David over in Germany, changing the tide, or if it's new life as a church, or if it's you as a parent, or you as a grandparent, or you as a friend or teammate or classmate, taking your faith in an intentional way, because it just takes one generation. I'm so proud to have you